Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. It's gone off the side. Goodbye. <laughs> like, like, I hawked it. <laughs> Hold on. She has to go outside real quick and check what she got. <laughs> Went out the window. It's 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 triggered a Rube Goldberg device that will then tell us tell us There's what the role is. There's a music playing in the background. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so I picked it up from the ground and it is a twenty. I mean, well, <laughs> technically we shouldn't count that, but that's felt like a twenty opening. So <laughs> I say we go with it. I'm happy with that. We could all use some 20s right now, I think. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Except the fact that, like, 2020 is now basically a curse word. Mm. But not in this case. In this case, we love it. Thank you. Thank you, 20. And the gifts you're about to give us. That's exactly right. We're going to look on the bright side of this 20. Because you know what? It's also time to level up. Ah, yes. It is. And we don't have to use bend luck on this on this roll. That's true. <laughs> right? I did. I like that as uh, Fitz's selected new skill from working yeah. with Festo and his magic. Mm-hmm. Bend luck. That is a cool a cool effect to be able to have, especially since it can be like your friends that your friends have like rolled really badly and you can help them, or your foes could roll really well and you could be That's like, um, I love. think again, and exactly. then their shoelaces are tied together or whatever. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's shady and helpful. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. my favorite part. That was like, ooh, enemies too. Take it away. You thought you rolled well. Ooh, what happened? Mm. Mm. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Negative a four. <laughs> and he is uh, doing great in his uh, French classes. Yes, fantasy French, whatever that would be. <laughs> Which is apparently uh, angelic? No. Yes? Uh, celestial. Celestial. Basically the same thing. <laughs> They've all been doing kind of some some personal training. Fits with his French. Fearbug with uh, becoming more like Gene Wilder. <laughs> Getting to, to his... The the peak era there. Um, and he does have a new feat. Savage attacker. Ooh la la. Right? Kind of a surprise turn. But apparently like not to Justin. Getting a little aggro. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I think in general, we all kind of look at the furball as kind of like our peace loving, berry eating, hippie dippy. Pegasus petting. Yeah, like Animal Chat Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's gonna be a savage attacker. I think Fearbulg, this is a perfect example of he protect and he attack. Ah yes. <laughs> like now he's doing yes. the second part. Yeah, right? <laughs> Those are his two critical stats right mm-hmm. there. <laughs> I love it. Well, and Gene Wilder. Of course. <laughs> there has to be a Wilder stat as well. We put this, is, that... this is the new RPG I'm making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. I can't wait to play it. We're putting uh, Gene Wilder's picture up on the murder board next to our fear bugs. <laughs> Big heart around it. I put a beret on Fitz's picture and a little baguette <laughs> next to him. All right. <laughs> And then we've got Argo, who has uh, finally established the drama club. <laughs> finally. He is the drama club. <laughs> He's also leveling up his wilder stats over there. Exactly. <laughs> this drama club. All these boys getting a little liberal arts in here with their leveling. <laughs> you love to see it. I would question whether or not starting a one-man drama club does, in fact, level your charisma. But I guess in the course of the game, we will we will allow that to be an idea. <laughs> Perhaps because it's Argo. You think, yeah, if you can't convince anyone to join your drama. Mm. Well, maybe he hasn't tried. Maybe he's perfecting it first. Right. That's, I'm that's wondering fair. how yeah. long ago did he establish this? Is this a brand new club? Because, yeah, he might be still getting the room ready. Who knows? 
knows? He he forgot to print up the flyers. Oh my god! He was busy with with everything else. He ordered the rectangle pizza with the triangle cuts. God, Argo, <laughs> he can't invite people to this. But it does sound like this panache move that he has uh, is essentially gonna help him charm even more people this time, even enemies. Right? Mm-hmm. What a great word too. Mm. Panache. Yeah. He that's on one of his crop tops that he's got. It just says that. <laughs> That's also the name of the drama club. Okay, now I want both. We need, okay, we're going to have to start our own line of crop top hoodies for this show, obviously. (laughs) I think you're all going where I'm heading. They're already there. (laughs) And it's such a good, like, sequined crop top that says panache. Like, it it means that the the enemy attack rolls are against, are on disadvantage against all parties, not just him. Which I love as an idea that, like, you're you're so charismatic that the enemy is like not able to hit anyone. <laughs> They're just so distracted. They're like, oh, I just can't stop looking. He draws the eye and the heart. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Also, he's about the slipperiest boy with a plus twelve dex now. <laughs> so, like, good luck holding on to that one. Shout out to the entertainment value of Travis and, and Griffin. Griffin having to interrupt and be like, "How dare you? How dare you, you say anything about somebody's plus twelve? You of all people, you, Mister Magnus Five Attacks Burnside. I don't even think so." It is interesting to see when the tables are turned. Like, uh, mm, we need to pull back. Like, mm, 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 my time. It was a great read. It was exactly what needed to happen in that moment. Absolutely. If you're not dunking on your DM at least a little bit, um, are you even playing Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons? Is it truly dr- Dungeons and Dragons at that point? I don't it's know. It's not. It, it is part of the bylaws that you must do that. It's in the character book, <laughs> player book. What are they called? Who knows? The pamphlet you get when you ta- start any D&D game. I believe it's the player's handbook. That's P-H-B. the one. <laughs> well, after a rich full day of leveling up, uh, it's time for bed. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to hell, everybody, and Chaos's <laughs> Tea Party. This is this is a very relatable mood for this year, I would uh, say. Like you're going to bed and then bam, I don't know, tea party in a hell dimension. Right. I guess. Wait, you think you're about to get some uh just reprieve from the world around you. Oh, hi. Oh god, now I have to sit down at this long kooky table. It's mm-hmm. like a little Alice in Wonderland, but also there's mm-hmm. just like the hell beasts around too. Right. It's kind of a uh, pan's labyrinth, I think. Ooh. Oh, well, yeah, that's okay. Good too. I'm putting my chair over at that table. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Beautiful, but also though. intimidating and scary. Yes. Yes. A little unnerving. A little. Mm, probably shouldn't, but also look at them grapes. Oh, so bees digging into the grapes, but you guys, uh oh, dad is mad at everybody. <laughs> dad is mad and knows about the assassination plot because he knows what yeah. Fitz knows. And I like that Argo then asks the real question Do you know what I know or what the Fearbolg knows? Mm-hmm. And I want that to play in later. Yeah. Was yeah, there I've... an answer? I don't recall. No. no. There was mm. not. Chaos did not want to show that card. So it could be an answer of omission. Yeah. Chaos uh-huh. knows how to hold the cards to their chest. Uh, Boys. Finally. Pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not necessarily the only thing that might have future repercussions in this scene because, like, they're all having their nice tea, but Argo's still having, like, flashbacks to Hell Dimension stress. And yeah. that's in a dream where they're yeah. clearly not, like, really physically there exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, right. How, how's it going to go when they have to, like, go into the Hell Dimension to fight Grey? If they even get back to the Hell Dimension, because the big mm. takeaway I had was Chaos insisting 
that the war has to happen and that Fitzroy must win mm-hmm. publicly. For things to be on track. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of nuance happening here that mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, why? What? So that suggests that it can't even be in the hell dimension. Because mm-hmm. if it's going to be a thing that a lot That's of people fair. see, unless you have this big, the portal that we saw going to the Godscar Chasm... So I don't know. I just think it's very interesting, that wording, that it has to be Fitzroy and it has to be public. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe it will all show up on their fantasy HGTVs, which, of course, stands for Hell Dimension. Of course. Not High Definition. Right. Uh, (laughs) So that everyone can watch. Yeah, I don't know. This is an interesting question. Um, I mean, Chaos is definitely up to something more than we know here. Uh Uh-huh. Like 100% -hmm. something Mm -hmm. else is going on. Because this, this whole concept of, like, well, Grey wants the war, so we already knew that but the yeah. idea that it has to be public and that Fitz definitely has to win mm-hmm. like they are definitely they have a lot of cards up their sleeve yeah there's a lot here we still don't know and it almost makes me wonder I'm like well then is chaos serving somebody and even mm. on top of that I'm like if where my mind is going is correct and it being a public win a, a widely known widely seen win by Fitzroy that means it can't happen in the hell dimension which means mm-hmm. it can't permanently kill gray Mm -hmm. so i'm also like you know it could be something as simple as i just need this war to keep going and Mm -hmm. i need the winner to keep changing hands so that it maintains a sort of balance and never ends Mm -hmm. i don't know Hmm. So many questions. Not a lot of answers. Yeah. Certainly not from Chaos. Not who has a plan. Chaos having a plan Mm -hmm. seems very oxymoron oxymoronish. Or oxymoronic. Um, Oxymoronic. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they do call them on that, where it's like, Mm -hmm. for being so chaotic, you certainly want to follow some straight and narrows here, don't you? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very confusing. Definitely some things going on that we don't understand yet. Mm Mm-hmm. And not much time to dwell on it in the dream, because chaos is like, okay, I know how to keep things quick. I have another appointment I gotta get to. (laughs) They've got another Zoom call. Exactly. They have to go, it's probably with Gray, let's be (laughs) real. Settling Gray down. Maybe that was the time limit on their on their free Ooh, account. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Gray has the professional account, so like they never get cut off. But Chaos is like, I'm not doing that. These boys, uh, uh-uh. not for these people. No. <laughs> but of course, this does now mean we need to have a breakfast discussion about it. A crepeless breakfast discussion. No crepes. Oh, so sad. Omeletless. Ah, oh, no crepes. No omelets. What are we gonna eat? No waffles. Berries, citrus, and fish. Wow. Mm, just a just a <laughs> bowl of cod. Ugh. You know what this is? Great. Minus the citrus, this is a guduk, which is is that it a- is a, a yupik treat. It is yeah, fish and berries and crisco. Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And sugar. Lots of have sugar. Have you tried it? I have. Do you like it? I do not. Uh, okay. But people who have grown up here love it. Like, oh, I'm sure. love it, love it, love it. And a lot of people who eat it do like it. I just, it was not, yeah. the Crisco was a lot for me to have to mm, handle. Yeah, I think. Crisco is a lot if you don't eat it normally. Yeah. Sure. There you go. That's the breakfast that they're having. A little culture for you guys. <laughs> the more you know. A little culture for us, and maybe it's just a known treat in Nua. Some classmate heretofore unnamed knew how much more protein he was going to need now that he's so tall. <laughs> exactly. And they taught Fitz how to make this. Mm-hmm. Oh, there so they, you go. they yeah. saw him, they did in fact see him trying to eat a whole fish just like like a cat with pulling cartoon skeleton out. <laughs> right. And they, it looks they, so easy uh, on TV. Yeah. They helped him him upgrade his yeah. his breakfast plans. They were like, here, I'm about to blow your mind. <laughs> 
Gotta beef up that beefy boy. <laughs> yep. But only his class is barbarian. His like, being a barbarian does not define how classy he is. Ooh, love that. Which at least one of his classmates really appreciates as Rainier kind of slides on in. <laughs> and, you know, just, hey, uh, yeah, dad's totally into meeting you. Like, let's let's figure this out. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to come hang out and uh, summon my dad tonight? Whatever. <laughs> like, NBD. <laughs> An interesting, I guess this is their first date, sort of, (laughs) as much as it is a date. I like the hesitation that we get from Fitzroy, that he he definitely wants to bring his boys along, but she's like, no. And he's like, but, um. (laughs) His roadies. His road dogs. (laughs) His crew, his entourage. There you go. Uh, but it does sound like it's going to be just him and Rainier and her dad. Mm-hmm. Who he's very afraid of meeting. Right? That seems fair. Totally fair. It isn't that he's meeting a dad. Mm-hmm. It's that he's meeting a very powerful undead lich. They have not had a great recent track record with meeting powerful authority figures. So I would say not that some best. caution would be advisable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get it. I respect it. So uh, that's later tonight. And... Uh... <laughs> The Fearbulg and Argo were of no help, but really, what were they going to do here? It's... Well, I mean, I they weren't of no help. I I did I did like the Fearbulg's advice to Argo. I think that they should put that on a on a shirt. The the thing about approaching it like a boat maker. You oh my god! Cannot rush the ship. <laughs> I... Here she goes. <laughs> I loved that. Of course, I love that. But more than that, I love Justin losing his yes. mind. <laughs> That's the best part of it. Especially the delay, too, because it was like he was listening back to himself in his head, to his mm-hmm. own character, and then laughing at himself. <laughs> and I, I I, am not at Anne levels of totally knowing, like, oh, I know who sneezed, because I know exactly what the person's sneeze sounds like. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was Justin laughing at Justin. <laughs> <It's so dumb>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I love, I love when a person can like genuinely laugh at their, it's so funny because I feel like I do it a lot and I love seeing other people do it where, they, uh-huh. oh, you were just feeling how funny you are. <laughs> how, how can you make anyone else laugh if you can't first make yourself laugh, right? There you go. Mm-hmm. Put that on a shirt too. <laughs> Uh, and with that great, beautiful joke, um, it's time to go meet Dakota down in the tavern for some lying training, obviously. <laughs> Did this surprise everybody else? A little um, bit, yeah. I mean, I don't know what I was expecting. I don't either. But it did surprise me a little. Like, at this point in the game, I was like, right, what do you what do you do to keep up the appearance that you're getting ready for a war while simultaneously actually plotting to just assassinate somebody? Yeah, I mean, whatever I was expecting as war preparation, it was probably not a couple of rounds of fantasy fake in it. Uh, <laughs> by by exactly. Jackbox Games, Party Pack mm-hmm. 7 coming October the 15th, and they did not pay me. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> not sponsored. But... Yeah, but I mean, that's basically what what is happening here. I mean, I think it's an interesting, like, I I don't want to skip too far ahead, but that they basically are like, well, we know that Fitz and Argo are really good at lying, but they are extremely bad at telling when anyone else is lying. And I was like, that's actually a really good point. It is a very good point. So I didn't, I don't think I really expected it, but I super appreciate it.
appreciate how it was framed. Mm-hmm. And that the boys didn't really get it at first. They're like, yeah, we're awesome at lying. What? And Dakota's right. like, yeah, <laughs> and you trust everyone. Like, exactly. <laughs> someone smiles and, you know, tells you nice words. And you're like, well, here's our entire plan. C- come in. Come into the war right. room. Do you want like, to join us? Here's the code mm-hmm. in case you need to get in while we're not here. <laughs> right. And just let us know what you think. <laughs> Just here's a feedback card for you. It's got my personal <laughs> contact info on there. All my fears. <laughs> my class schedule in case you need to find me. Exactly. <laughs> so poor Dakota really being like, listen. You guys. Yeah. You've got two people who are very bad at insight and one who is extremely bad at deception. Yes. Like basically physically incapable of deception. Uh, this is not the best way to keep their plan secret, especially considering that their enemy is running the school that they're currently in. <laughs> so, I mean. Mm-hmm. Now, they're not still there, right? Gray is no longer. Did Gray leave? Yeah. I guess we're now. Because we have so. real Hieronymus. Oh, I guess. You know, well, they never actually. Yeah. Ooh. Wait a minute. They haven't actually. Actually said I hadn't thought because I just assumed that maybe Gray was still pretending to be Hieronymus, but maybe I kind of not did too. And now I'm looking over at the murder board and I'm like, wait, we have two photos of Hieronymus. <laughs> one he is smiling more saucily, and I can't tell you which is which one that is. I like the idea that maybe they're they're now both headmaster, oh and that the students are like, you know, wait, I just oh, saw we, him we over can't... at Helmack. Yeah, oh my god, just what there. A... <laughs> what a goofy just. <laughs> This it's gonna is... be the whole yeah one walks in a door walks out a door like yeah, never so... the two shall meet but this is now like a weird parent trap yeah this is what i want now. it to be now in my mind until it is proven for sure otherwise this is absolutely the case <laughs> oh no i'm gonna be giggling about that for a week <laughs> maybe even two mm. So whether or not Hieronymus is just skulking around (laughs) or actually who knows what's going on with those two. Um, But yes, these boys do need to um, do a little, they could, they could really stand to buff up their ability to read others. And then of course, yes, Firabulg is going to be Dakota's special student. He Mm -hmm. needs extra work. (laughs) Yeah. to, To Fitz and Argo, neither of them ever picks the right lie, do they? I don't think it, they either uh, no, either is successful doing inside a check on the They just believe the hell out of each other. It's exactly <laughs> what the problem is. It's so sweet. Uh, side note, I absolutely hate Two Truths and a Lie. Mm. It's my least favorite intro, like, We're icebreaker situation. You. Yeah. yeah. Um, for the opposite reason of Griffin, who apparently can't think of anything true, I can never think of a lie. Yeah. yeah that's I'm that's so my honest. Yeah. To a fault. Mm. I'm decent at faking it, but I'm very bad at the kind of traditional classic version you're at YMCA camp or whatever of playing this sure. game. Yeah, I think if you have time to, like, kind of sit and plot it gives you a little bit more mm-hmm. of an edge but yeah especially like yeah. hanging off the top of your head Ooh, do not like it and then if i'm waiting the whole time i'm not mm-hmm. listening to anybody else i'm trying to come up with a lie right that's a, it's yeah, terrible that's true. It's terrible <laughs> game we need to retire it 
<laughs> okay, canceling that for the clubhouse next week. Yeah. Although, I mean, we do kind of accidentally get some truths out of this whole conversation. Um, yeah, we learned some stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I didn't understand the bit about the fishtail. I don't I don't want to, like, linger on that. No. But, but not. It's, it's upsetting. What, what is a cross? I don't, I don't want to know. You know what? I actually, I've asked this. I don't want to know what a cross means. <laughs> <laughs> Scratch that from the record, please. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? We don't need to put anything up on the board that we learned <laughs> the one lie and one truth. Oh, wait, no. Well, we, yes, we, we do. Oh, there was some good stuff. Yeah, we did learn Argo hasn't really met his dad. That one's good. Apparently. Yes, put that one up Which there. I think we had discussed as a possibility. And then yeah. apparently Fitz is in fact worried that Goodcastle might not be real. Like his confidence mm-hmm. in this fantasy life he thought he was going to have is maybe slipping away. That <sighs> is true. That That's the thing that they don't linger on. And I remember as I was listening, I was like, wait, hold on. We're just going to blast right by that yes we are <laughs> but we're gonna put it up on the murder board i would say we will put a pin in it we have like, always cool. got your back we got a pin in that and i'm going to make a little uh take one of my star sticky notes to put up on there Ooh. and this one says <laughs> the other fact that fitzroy was on the jazz dance team oh yes also very important yeah, <laughs> yeah. other good truth that we learned <laughs> I'm imagining this now, and it is delightful. (laughs) It's definitely where he gets part of his showmanship. You know. Oh, Oh, definitely. Can someone please describe the outfit he wore? Oh, I'm immediately thinking, um, let's see. I want a sequined vest. Okay. So you're thinking, like, performance outfit. Yes. Okay. I was definitely in more of the, like, practice rounds, but please continue. Oh, no, no, no. Um... Well, and I don't really know what jazz is, mm. so I'm thinking a sequined vest, a top hat, and pointy shoes. I was thinking more like, I mean, it could, it doesn't override the vest, because you could wear a vest with it, but one of those leotards that's like uh, long sleeve, but then one shoulder is just gone. Oh. Yeah. You know, with like sequins on it. Okay. I, I feel like I've seen that as a jazz dance uh, leotard before. Here's the thing about jazz dance, because as I, I am a person who took, um, God, I remember taking a jazz dance class. Like, <laughs> I remember you being in a jazz dance class. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like the thing about jazz dance is that it tends to be, you wear like your soft-soled shoes, and then mm-hmm. you just kind of like, it, it's, I think, a wider umbrella than some of the other yeah, dance it's more interpretive, studies. I think, you know, like more flexible yeah. in terms of I mean, what you can do. Yeah, yeah, sounds like jazz. Right, exactly. You might think it's part of the music that you're dancing to. It's also just part of like, you're just, you can kind of make it up like I'm doing right now. But I feel like, <laughs> so in my mind, yes, if he's like going to training, it's definitely the tight, like the legging pants, uh, high-waisted, of course, and then like a loose, a loose off sweatshirt the with the top cut off. Yes. yes. But when you're performing, <laughs> sequence on sequence. Gotta. So now that we have all three of those looks up on the board, <laughs> <laughs> I believe we can continue and focus on Fearbulg. Oh, poor Fearbulg. I really just... like that Justin would not budge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This lying yeah. is not, he's not going to take to it easily, if at all. Yeah. yeah. He's, Definitely he's not a, within one session. Yeah. Absolutely. He is uh, Marta Cabrera in Knives Out. <laughs> Thank basically. you. I wrote that too. I haven't seen that film. <laughs> oh, it's very oh, you good. should see it. It is extremely good. I wanted to, and then I never got to the theater to do it. Mm. It is It is on digital now, if you would like to watch it at home. You too I... can join me watching <laughs> Knives Out. This Wednesday. Join us for the Knives Out streaming. Oh my God, that would be <laughs> fun 
Let's do it. We'll let you know. Movie if we night. Do it. Movie and candy <laughs> night. We've been talking about it for years, literally. <laughs> we can finally make it a reality. Um, so I don't know that character, but now I'm very intrigued. What I really liked about this was the suggestion that Clint as Argo had, like the how to essentially tell the truth, but in a lying fashion. And I thought maybe mm-hmm. that would be the little like a crack might form, but yeah. no, Fearbulg wasn't having it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can't even inaccurately describe the color of his berries, even <laughs> if it's in a different order. Like it can be pink, reddish pink or pink, pinkish red. It doesn't matter. Both of them are a lie. He knows mm-hmm. they were bright red. He can't oh. he can't say that he, that he was it's wrong about just... it. <laughs> Yeah. I like I feel this. I feel yeah. this in my soul. Like especially when it's like why would why would you? That's always my thought when it comes this is getting very like <laughs> very base level for me like what's the point in lying you're going to get found out. I mean that's fair. Mm. I feel like we're uncovering something deep about you. Yes, yeah. we are. So I'm going to tiptoe backwards and leave this conversation <laughs> goodbye. Oh, uh, see you later, B. Brittany, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Ooh. Well, we don't actually know the answer to this question though. So that's true. That's true. You could tell us anything. It is soup, actually. <laughs> I'm sorry. I see a plate in your sink. Um, you ate soup off of a plate with oh, what is this? A fork. <laughs> That is bleh. <laughs> God. But for as goofy as this whole thing oh. was, and it really was, we, you know, we learned some facts about our boys and mm-hmm. we really reaffirmed that the fear bulg is just not built for lying. Mm-hmm. But he is built for subjectivity. So if you can convince him uh-huh. that maybe someone else's perspective on the situation could be different than his, that's not lying. That's just like having mm. a, an understanding and mature worldview mm-hmm. about berries. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically when it comes to berries. So he does get a little bit closer. And luckily, this is where Dakota does say point blank, like, you guys have to get better about not. (laughs) You got to stop handing out these cards that have your pictures and your phone numbers and your class schedules on them. You have to stop. (laughs) So hopefully, hopefully as the fear bug had this takeaway, the other boys will also learn to hold a card or two to their vests, their sequined Mm. jazz dance <laughs> vests <laughs> so after a long just gosh arduous day of lying uh we finally mm-hmm. slowly make our way to the dorm where we find an even slower letter how <laughs> i loved, loved it i love that's one of my favorite jokes in like tv shows when someone is reading out the letter out loud is like yeah, it, it sounds it sound like their like voice. Them? Like, yeah. how did they write it slow? That's amazing. <laughs> well, and I think the funniest thing about this is the fact that they would have to see Sabor's note and the fact that there's another note stuck to it, which I imagined personally it was stuck there with a dagger. Like, Sabor's <laughs> note was stuck on with, like, uh, washi tape or something cute. And then there's, like, just a <laughs> dagger in the bottom of it that's also like, hey, P.S., I stole your turtle. Uh, come maybe in the practice dungeon if you want to see him again. LOL, LYLAS, gray. <laughs> P.S. It's a trap. P.S. <laughs> it's definitely right. a trap. Totally a trap. And after we just did so much work on like subterfuge and insight, it's just like straight up like, it's a trap. Gary, maybe you need to go have a class with Dakota. Just saying. <laughs> Do you call him Gary? I, probably. <laughs> You can call him Gary. Hey, Jer. Uh, maybe go. you should go hang out with Dakota in the tavern. 
I love that he's just sitting in the practice dungeon, like, by a campfire, because I guess it was, like, set up for, I don't know, baby's first uh, foray into the woods or something, you know, that they have this fake lake and everything. Yeah, lakeside camp setting. Yeah, but I, I, if, what if the twist had been, he tells them it's a trap, and then they come in, and he's like, hey, you want to make s'mores? Oh my god. (laughs) I would be like, yes, and that's how you would get me. That's the trap. (laughs) (laughs) Because Nell always wants a s'more. This is true. I have seen this. <laughs> but unfortunately, this trap is not as delicious and sticky sweet. And instead, it's just a fight. Let's mm-hmm. just have you guys fight your friends. Yeah, yeah. Poor Susan the bear and ah. I guess the Skelevoltron at this point. It's Ooh, a bunch of yeah. all the skeletons like stuck together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the entrance of uh, taking quick notes, I kept re- just calling it Skele, like S-K-E-L-E. Oh. Mm-hmm. That was like their like team name in my head. Mm-hmm. But I like Skele Voltron, Skeletron. Uh, Vol, Vol- Skeletron. Mm. There's some- what's we'll get your there. team name for them? <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote the skeletons are an, an amalgamation. There you go. Because that's a fun word. It Amalgatron is. is what Ooh, I'll call them. All right. <laughs> And it is indeed fight time. Oh, also, Grace says, P.S., I made it so they won't heal after this fight. Bye! So mean! Yeah. And they gotta fight Sabor, too, because he's yeah. also mind controls. Very unfortunate. Uh, you guys. Mm-hmm. This is very Undertale to me, of like, how Absolutely. do you have a battle without inflicting pain on Good your friends? Luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they do. These, uh, these three who are under this demonic mind control do rush at them. Uh, and of course, we don't have to go beep by beat through this mm-hmm. entire battle. Uh, but I do think it's good to know that, of course, Fearbulg very intelligently right away uses Tiny Gary. Oh, oh. Tiny Gary. <laughs> he has not replaced please? Cool Gary in my heart. I mean, not completely. They can both. Oh. I mean. I love Tiny Gary. Oh, uh, every episode now. We have to have a Tiny Gary. It'll be like a little Sailor Moon says, only it's Tiny yes. Gary check-in. <laughs> <laughs> It was very good. Maybe the next episode recap will be the Tiny Gary, like, high pitch. Oh, oh my, God, oh my gosh. It. Travis? Travis? Hey, Travis. Please. Please and thank you. Um, <laughs> but I do love that, yeah, like, very smart move. So smart. To be like, mm-hmm. tell Hieronymus we need him. Yeah. Like, we can't do this on our own. We don't want... The, the, this is this is a big ask, because not only are these powerful people or right. creatures or monsters or whatever we want to call them, right. also, we don't want to hurt them. Right. We mm-hmm. don't want to hurt them. There are three schoolboys. Like, this is versus a teacher, a group of three skeletons whose job it is to just get wailed on all of the time, <laughs> and this bear... <laughs> The odds are not great, and especially when you don't really want to fight back. Mm-hmm. Get dad. Other dad. No, not chaos. No. Hieronymus. Thank you. Thank you, Tiny Gary. Oh, gosh. I hope Tiny Gary gets the right one, if oh, there God. are two. <laughs> oh, no. Can Gray just imagine? comes back. <laughs> He's like, hey, I was summoned by... Oh, shit. Oh, I see what happened. Oh, LOL. you guys. Have fun. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> he just comes in, laughs, leaves. <laughs> Hope another cat shows up. Bye. <laughs> They're like, God damn it. Gray got us again. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. The other move that I really, really liked 
so smart. Not only smart of Fearbulk to be like, okay, I'm going to call Hieronymus right away, but so smart of Fitzroy to be like, I can dispel magic. I'm afraid to do it on the skeletons or on Susan because they're both creatures that function like they do because of Mm -hmm. some form of magic on Mm -hmm. them. Yeah, that could have gone really sideways because he could have been trying to do dispel magic like on the dominate spell and he could have accidentally wound up with a pile of bones and and um, having effectively killed these these creatures. I would have been beside myself absolutely it would have been uh and i like that it shows it shows foresight on both the character and the player mm-hmm. and just the, the not integrity just that that's that's at the forethought of Fitzroy's mind like yeah. i don't yeah like yes i want to survive this of course but i want everyone to survive this yes in the best way possible well, and that's, it's so funny. We'll get back around to that later. But that's exactly, yes, the takeaway right now is you're like, oh, Fitzroy, that's very smart, very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And luckily it does work. Sabor, the spell is broken on him. But um, mm-hmm. when that happens, for as smart and as thoughtful as that was of Fitzroy, he does immediately turn into <laughs> a Monstera plant. <laughs> I, I have to tell you that because I was working until late, I, I did listen to this episode quite late at night. And I was in, in an attempt to be you know like productive as a person i was brushing my teeth while i was listening to this part oh, of the no. episode and i Bad did have move. a mouthful of toothpaste when this happened Bad move. fortunately <laughs> i was near a sink it could have gone real bad <laughs> could have been just, yeah a bit of a minty minty mess i yes. feel like we've we've learned this before i feel like nell has also had this experience mm-hmm. um and then i have been putting on mascara Mm-hmm. Yes. Which was a bad move. So. I was putting on, it, specifically, I was listening to Hello from the Magic Tavern, I remember, and I was putting on mascara, and I was like, okay, you need to pause this for a second <laughs> so you can put on this mascara without almost stabbing yourself in the eye from, like, shaking with laughter. Mm-hmm. I have definitely had, you'd think I would have learned by now. I mean, much like yes. they, they have not really learned uh, how to tell when someone is lying, I have not learned how to tell when I'm definitely going to laugh at something, and I probably shouldn't have anything in my mouth at the time. <laughs> But, you know, sometimes they blindside you. They do. I did not see this coming. Uh, I mean, obviously, neither did Fitz. (laughs) Oh, the cartoonery of it. Oh, Oh, I love it. Well, the little side note, like, cosplay that. Oh, people will. Oh, they will. Very quickly and easily. Come on. It's already done. This is what you do when you have have, uh, two people and you want to do a group that should be three, is instead of somebody being Fitzroy, you just carry a pot of plant around. Absolutely. Perfect. I would also like to say this is very Super Mario RPG where they get turned into scarecrows or mushrooms. Mm. It totally is. I didn't even think of it. You're right. Uh, But Susan does not like this. Much like any kind of, like, I, I, uh, and he's sadly not here. I think of Derek and just, if anything happens, he's like, "Mm," like, smack it. Like, get, (laughs) right. What What is this? I need to hit it. (laughs) Like, just to make sure. I don't trust it. I do not like it. Smack it. (laughs) And you know what? I feel that. I get it. Derek, Mm -hmm. Susan, I understand. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know this. I don't trust this. Get away from me. (laughs) Right into the pond, which Mm -hmm. fortunately as a plant loves it. Uh, Ah. Totally fine. Yeah, Argo's not so bad with the lake either because he he does this like sick parkour stunt like onto the stepping stone to fight from there. I did very much appreciate uh, Travis telling Clint that he would that Argo would do great on on floor as lava. Yeah, (laughs) 
I got a kick out of that. I was like, yes, it's still you still get to exist in the Flores Lava universe. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then of course that made me think, I'm like, there are three of them. How would these boys fare on Flores Lava? Hmm. Hmm. Maybe that a side note, everybody, in case anybody doesn't know, Anne has another podcast where you <laughs> and Amanda, your friend Amanda, cover episodes of Flores Lava. Mm-hmm. And it's very funny. So maybe that could be a little bonus, a little bonus. Yeah, like. yeah. We'll see if we could maybe, maybe. Some uh, fantasy characters. How exactly, would they do? Exactly. It is an important <laughs> question. Off the top of my head, obviously, yes, Argo, well, Fitz is going in that lava. You ask me. <laughs> I think he's going in. <laughs> or he's not falling in at the expense of Fearbulk saving him. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he tries to use any magic, there is a definite risk that he's going to turn into a potted plant in the middle of, of the oh, course, which go. is going to go yes. badly. Uh, yes. You know, could definitely go sideways, I would say. So no no magic is has mm-hmm. got to be one of the new Flores Lava rules for season two. <laughs> uh, oh, that's when they have to put it in. Yeah. Don't hold me down, Anne. It's for your own good. <laughs> oh, so Argo might be great at not falling into lava or fake ponds, but he certainly <laughs> does take some hits in this fight. And mm-hmm. I only bring that up because i really appreciated griff's very earnest question of are you okay it was just very sweet <laughs> him being like hold on i know i'm a plant right now but jesus christ luckily he is very deft so he was able yeah. to sidestep some of the damage he oh was my gosh. taken mm-hmm. very deft I mm. loved when I said out loud, I was like, well, it's a plus 12, like whatever it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Luckily, he just uh, got done leveling up and uh, performing a one-man show. So, you know, he was uh, ready for this. He was nice Very and limber. limber mm-hmm. Able to slither here and there. Mm. He is wearing his jazz dance costume that he oh, also yes. has. <laughs> and he's got panache. It's all coming together. Oh, he did full-on jazz hands when he landed that dot. <laughs> it was a sight to behold. And we did. And we all did, except for Fitzroy, who was still oh. a plant at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. He would have given him a 10 in, in the dismount if, if he could have. But Oh, for sure. He loves the showmanship. And it is sad that he had to miss that moment, but luckily he does turn right back into a boy after this. Mm-hmm. Um, So he turns back into a boy and immediately forgets he didn't want to hurt anybody it was my takeaway because he immediately starts blasting at the skeletons oh the booming blade yeah Um, yeah i mean it's it's a cantrip so i would assume that maybe it's not like i think he was probably going for the weakest spell that he had Mm. i would guess and and rage is really more of a a defensive move the way he uses it except for the whole wild magic thing that briefly turns him into tony stark just like blasting everybody did like yeah double that was unintentional (laughs) Um, yeah Mm -hmm. that's fair that's fair it sounded so violent when i was listening i was so like we we just said we didn't want to hurt anybody (laughs) right there is the whole the catch-22 that anytime a target takes damage they get to make a new wisdom saving throw to see if they can break out of the dominate Mm -hmm. so it is kind of like i don't want to cast a spell magic on you because i want you to still exist Mm -hmm. but i also don't want you to be dominated anymore Mm -hmm. yeah i do not know how much damage or like what the role would be for that and i sadly did not pay close enough attention to see if they said it but I know, just the worst. (laughs) But I appreciated that little side note of like, hey, you know, there is another way to do it. Fair. But it is, it falls into the trap of you have to. You got to take some hits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're not going to heal. Right. Well, I think that was my concern. I was like, he just said he took away the healing. Yeah. But you've both 
made it sound less terrible than I was immediately picturing it as I was listening. So thank you. Good. And part of it is definitely like, you know, combat is kind of chaotic, uh, like listening Ooh. to it. But but like the skeleton monster has like double scimitars and six arms and is is swinging at, you know, and, and like Fitz gets some pretty significant hits in the course of this. So he had to do something offensive of some kind and, and certainly defensive because this could have gone real bad for him for sure. Like they, I, I don't know that not fighting back was an option. I mean, the good news is it looks dope as hell, for mm-hmm. sure, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I'll believe that you are right and that he probably used a very low-level spell so he could hopefully do as little damage as possible while trying mm-hmm. to shake him out of this. So that does make sense. Um, And you know what? Ultimately, I guess it doesn't end up mattering because when Hieronymus shows up, which luckily he does... It seems like everybody ends up, he like dispels the magic and everybody's fine anyway. Yeah, he turns the holodeck safety protocols back on. Yeah. It keeps (laughs) happening. I assume it happens in this universe Uh, as well. Yeah. Hmm. Like, Fantasy Moriarty is constantly escaping from this fantasy dungeon. Oh my goodness. You guys, we should really do something more than just like sticking tape on this for sure. But yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that battle was was more about buying time than anything because they knew right away they had to call for help, that there was a situation where they they had to find a solution that was not going to involve um, any of their compatriots or just people they sort of feel neutral about or a bear yeah. mm-hmm. dying. Yeah. So. Or a bear. <laughs> How dare Susan you? Susan is Susan a valued is member of this school. <laughs> <laughs> but what you just said actually is now making me suddenly wonder, what if Gray was buying time? And essentially trying to distract these boys and or Hieronymus by putting them into this seemingly pointless trial. Hmm. It does seem like kind of a weird move, right? Like, right. Unless he's like, sort is he of... just fucking with them? Yeah. Or does he does he kind of want them to level up? Or it seems huh. more like he wants to keep them distracted and, yeah. and keep, huh. keep things chaotic so that they don't have time to plan. But I mean, mm. it's like a weird move because he also does want them to plan because he wants a good war. So right. Unclear. God, Greg, you're so Sundere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hmm, I feel like I took it. And actually, I didn't think about this at all when I was listening, but now I'm thinking about it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That maybe he's trying to get them riled up. Hmm. He wants a war. Like, he wants this to be yeah. something big. And there's a lot of ways to distract somebody. Mm-hmm. But when you make them fight their friends, yeah. like, that hits a different level. Yeah. Oh, like, sure. Oh, my gosh. This guy's such a jerk. Let's get him for real. That's, That's a good true. call. And if this had broken bad and, like, they mm. did end up, like, really hurting the skeletons or Susan or Sabor, like, that could then suddenly give you almost like the bloodlust parry, you know? You mm-hmm. might be like, <laughs> we got to go after this guy now. Yeah. 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 I mean, especially because they, they've seemed a little bit reluctant to mm-hmm. participate in his plans up to this point. Definitely. Mm-hmm. They're trying to kind of play this by their own rules. And I would think in a way, maybe retain some power over the situation. Mm-hmm. Because right, even with this, we don't know, is Gray just messing with them? Is he trying to buy time or distract them because of something else? Is he trying to rile them up? Mm-hmm. We, we know very little about Gray. But the good news is we're about to learn a little bit more. Uh, I like to imagine this is where Sabor pulls out a poster board that says facts about Gray. (laughs) And it's got glitter paint and photos. See, I totally took it as the uh, manila folder with Mm. like Gray's picture um, paper clipped (laughs) to the front. Oh, maybe it's just a page out of the learn book. (laughs) 
It's Gray's photo. It's a different one. It's him about to eat a hamburger. <laughs> I was thinking about it being like a, like a PowerPoint presentation, but, oh, yeah. but he couldn't find good pictures of anything. Like he doesn't have photos of, of the hell dimension. So he just so kind just of clip art. Yeah, it was just like clip art. <laughs> Please, it was the you. this is fine cartoon, but with uh, with Gray's face pasted <laughs> over face. the dog, but like really like just jaggedly cut out. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. like a little. And it light. says this is mine instead of this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's the image. <laughs> uh, but we do actually find out some really good information. One, one he of likes which apples. we knew already. He loves apples. Um, two, two. Like the best smile in his school. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Three, can only be permanently killed in his home dimension. Thank you. <laughs> she got me, friend. But we knew that. We knew we that. We did already. know that one. So it's like, we, Sabor, So they're like, old news, Sabor. We told you that. Mm. Like, Sabor, you got that fact from us. Here's a picture of us telling it to you. <laughs> <laughs> they just draw it real quick. <laughs> Stick figures. It's just them in oh. the background of the This Is Mine comic. Anyway... <laughs> But that's not all we learn. We mm-hmm. also know, and this is what I found very interesting, he should not be able to travel between dimensions at will. Uh-huh. That, yeah. I thought for sure he would have that power, but no. Yeah. He's not this all-powerful, all-knowing, all-aware uh-uh. demon that I, I had kind of put him as. We gave mm. him a lot more credit than we should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's worrying overall because, you know, if you're only supposed to be able to pass between these two planes at really specific points and mm-hmm. he is able to do something different, it's mm-hmm. concerning that there's something wrong with the barrier between planes, which does seem yep. to be yes. what we have found out from a couple of other incidents. Uh-huh. Yes. So this is where I'm like, who is he working with or is there something bigger going on? Mm-hmm. That he's just mm-hmm. taking advantage of. Mm-hmm. And what's kind of interesting, at the very beginning of this episode, when they were talking about the dream, mm-hmm. the Firbolg touched on that, about saying that the barrier is weakened between the dreaming state and their wake state, and that it's becoming more of a vortex. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Right? Yeah. I didn't even, yeah, pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Huh. Good shit. See, these are those little details that you go, okay. Like, yeah, it's all goof, goof, dildo. But then when you really (laughs) start looking at the little puzzle pieces that you can get easily distracted from, then you're like, now, wait a minute. What is this? What is this connected Mm -hmm. to? Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. And speaking of the goof, goof, dildo, Mm -hmm. um, that's the third thing we learned. Exactly. Only sacred weapons can Mm -hmm. kill Grey. And these are all heavily controlled. Mm-hmm. By the hog. By the hog. Yeah, they've they've got problems for sure. They have Ugh. they have some mm-hmm. right some here things they have City. to figure out. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be as simple for sure as like sneaking in and you know just kind of poking Slicing him with something in the middle yeah. of the night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, hey, can I borrow the uh, holy dagger? What do you think? <laughs> the holy stiletto? The holy Ooh. butcher knife? Do you have one of those? Ooh. Holy cleaver? Would settle for a holy Swiss Army knife if you've got one of right. those. Holy wine opener. Any of that? There we go. <laughs> holy corkscrew. Yeah. Of dang the daw. <laughs> so, um, since the hog has this whole holy cabinet of items, <laughs> we might have to uh, call Althea and see what she knows. That, mm-hmm. well, that would be my next move. See what yeah. she can sneak out under her cloak. Yeah. <laughs> 
hey althea do you want to steal something for us real quick yes she's like oh my god this is what i dream of (laughs) this is why i started to hang out with you guys in the first place (laughs) but in the meantime they do still have to work on building their army because that is kind of a requirement it seems like Uh Mm uh-huh oh my gosh there's so much to do they're still going to classes on top of all of this Uh, girl Mm. it's exhausting and oh my god Fitz, you gotta go meet with rainier gotta go meet this dad (laughs) (laughs) all you have to do is stand in the magic circle and speak Mm. the magic word despacito and Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and uh he should appear Okay, so what did you girls think was going to happen? Something bad. I yeah. definitely thought something bad was going to happen. I don't know why I thought. I mean, I just maybe I just assumed that Fitz is really unlucky at this mm. point. Fitz is unlucky. She, Rainier, says, oh, I've never done this spell before. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. I was like, ooh, it's going to break bad real quick. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Mm-hmm. I kind of think Rainier is shady. <gasps> I've been thinking this for a while. Mm-hmm. I think if nothing else, we need to be watching her. Because once again, I trust no one, nor should uh-huh. anybody else, Good. especially not Good. these boys. Quit handing out those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but on top of it, even like the fact that she's like so excited about this. And it was like, yes. no, no, come by yourself. And this is one of those things right. where like, right? And so even at like going sideways, it could be that, oops she just got the spell wrong or it could be it was a, oops i didn't know what i was doing uh-huh. and now all of a sudden you're in a crypt mm-hmm. it is a little sus just saying yes yeah yeah i mean i personally am not sure i would have trusted fifth to be the one to to do the spell first would be my right. yeah i mean that's where I'm because like, it seems like it? his reputation with magic is yeah things usually do not go well so if if it was a right. spell that i'd never done before i think i would say sure. hey what's up i'm gonna do this first and i'm gonna vanish right. and then mm-hmm. then you do it and it'll be fine <laughs> you know yeah well, doesn't she say oops Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. How did she say that? Was it like, Oops? Right. Is it an uh-oh or an uh-oh? <laughs> I think it's also the element of the boys not being allowed to come with. Why? Mm. It, that's it. That's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you could maybe say that, you know, Rainier's really into him and she just wanted it to be the two of them for Absolutely. some reason. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm still not sure about that. Like, because, I mean, this for one thing, thing, like, he's yeah. clearly not really that into it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. I don't know that, that he's that into anybody. I don't, I think that's right. kind of the impression that we've gotten from him, that he's just not interested. He's um, most interested in himself, which, you know, I respect. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just don't know. I'm also concerned at this point. I think I think it's worth paying attention. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It could be completely innocent. And she really could just be a girl who's goofing up because she's into this guy and she's just trying to get him to like her. I totally will also completely accept that as an answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. just watch her. Because of everybody in this school, she seems the most like, hey, Fitzroy, do you want to come and be alone with me? <laughs> Which, again, could be completely innocent. Right. I I appreciate this, yeah. that there are layers and there yes. are options of which yes. way we can go. And we don't know which way we're going to go. Know. We have we have hopes mm-hmm. of subterfuge. Because I think we, we as a very specific group are like, Ooh. let's take this lovable character and just and make them <laughs> murders and... Well, I don't know if I would go to that level. Devious and, well... But make um, them a little... Well, take us all the way back to dust. And if fair. you haven't listened to us since dust... <laughs> 
I'm not talking about this Anne being a murderer. I'm talking about a previous, <laughs> previous character that I very much side-eyed and still side-eye to yeah. this day. Yeah. But yeah, I think we're looking for, we're always looking for those layers mm-hmm. and those possibilities and the mm-hmm. potential that a character has to not be all they seem to be. Yep. Well, and either way, now Fitz is about to do, I guess, seven minutes in heaven, but it's seven minutes in a crypt <laughs> and also he's by himself. Or is he? Oh. Is he? Oh, I loved how creepy this mm-hmm. was. It was very creepy. Like, Very creepy. creepy. Love it. Very on brand for the season. Yes. Even like this music. Ah. Oh. Ah, very good music, yes. This is that good, again, and I say this a lot, this is mm-hmm. that good, good D&D shit that makes mm. me, like, want to run out and find a group right now. <laughs> we'll make our own. Well, and, and, and we were just talking about situations that could go either way. This could be about to break really bad, or it yeah. could just be her dad being super melodramatic because he doesn't have people over that often and he just wants to Absolutely. mess with Fitz, right? Or... Oh my god, why wouldn't you? Match. Your daughter comes in and is like, hey dad, I really like this boy, he needs some help. What do you think? And he's like, mm, okay, like, well, we'll do it. And then he's like, but I get to have fun with this. She's like, dad. <laughs> this is absolutely. But you know what? It also could just be like, he has a dry, raspy voice because he's a lich. And like, this is all completely <laughs> innocent. He could just like, the bones could form up and he's like, oh, hey, what's up? It's good to yeah. meet you. It's Again. about time we stop being so judgmental of people who are liches. Exactly. <laughs> Please. Liches are dead people too. Come wait. on, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever may happen very excited to mm-hmm. find out about it mm-hmm. it's a great uh cliffhanger yes i was gonna say send off i was like mm, we're not quite there yet not but yeah excited for more always and um is there anything we didn't mention earlier that we would like to bring up now mm, i for sure want to bring up the whole point that cat breath is the worst oh my god <laughs> it's so gross yeah i'm not giving any context to that <laughs> listen kitty cats you're real cute <laughs> But do not breathe in my face. Thank you. That feels kind of for anybody. Don't breathe in my face. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Especially right now. Put your mask back on. What are you doing? You stop that. (laughs) Make Derek a little mask to hold his breath away from you. (laughs) Please. Um, The only thing I wanted to bring up that we didn't was Gray being like, oh, yeah, I definitely have an unclear number of dragons and he just he says that the way that you're like oh i absolutely have a girlfriend in canada Mm -hmm. i I don't know Mm -hmm. that i believe that he has dragons that is fair i need to know the state of dragons in this world and yeah are these all canadian dragons like why have we not met them gray Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a great question i did appreciate the fear bulg not falling into his trap though when he said how many dragons do you have fear bulg and he said a different number than you do girl (laughs) very good love Learning. 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 Even in that same kind of arena of thought, when Gray comes in, we've got the verbal using what we learned in the last 40 minutes of class. And then we also had Argo rolling for insight and be like, yeah. Is mm-hmm. this actually what he's presenting it to uh-huh. be? So I was like, thank you. Quick learning. Mm-hmm. Not just teaching the characters, but teaching the players sometimes, right? Ah. Valuable mm-hmm. life lessons about Dungeons and Dragons. Ah. <laughs> 
Those are all great. I don't think I have anything I need to add. So uh, I think that means it's time to head over to the polls. Okay, (laughs) so last time we consulted with you all on what resource we should take away first when overthrowing an evil demon prince. (laughs) Um, This was a Mean Girls joke, and I don't know if it really landed (laughs) as much (laughs) as I was hoping. But regardless, we have all spoken, and we are going after Grey's hot body first, which... (laughs) For this show, could mean a couple of different things, and I think it's very on brand. (laughs) So thank you, everybody, for playing along and for voting. Okay, so this time we want to know, what magical word is used to summon you? We'll have that poll up over on our Twitter, at RomancingZone. And um, we'll meet you and this dad back here in a crypt in two weeks. Till then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and thank you for joining us. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone.